This is the Diamond Hogs Podcast with Mason Choate and Robert Stewart. It's opening day, folks. Arkansas baseball is back. We're finally back. We made it. We made it. We made it through football season. You're making it through basketball season. I don't know how. I almost, I literally almost walked out of Bud Walton Arena on Wednesday. Um, But we made it to baseball season. It's opening day. You're listening to this podcast, I hope, on Friday, February 16th. Opening day for Arkansas baseball. And uh, we got so much to get to here on the Diamond Hogs podcast. I'm Mason Choate. I got Robert Stewart with me. We're going to get you set for opening day, for opening weekend. If you're not listening to this on Friday, if you're listening on like Thursday, uh, not Thursday, uh, Saturday, Sunday, Monday even, you'll be fine because it's a four-game series. We got a lot of baseball to talk about, and baseball hasn't even been played, Robert. So I'm super excited, and you're not even going to be there. I know. I mean, I, I'm not sure I've ever had a stronger sense of uh, of FOMO. You know, maybe, maybe during the regional last year, obviously it didn't uh, – pan out the way uh the hogs were hoping for um i i definitely have have heard a little bit from from some people about you know the team was fine when you were there and then i i left and they fell apart <laughs> um but yeah no i i'm so excited for you guys down in fayetteville i wish i wish i could be there but hey i'm only a week away i'll be there in arlington exactly arlington see here's the thing that kind of like no offense to james madison but i'm not Look, I'm excited because it's opening day, baseball's back, but I'm really looking forward to next weekend, the the Friday matchup with Oregon State, uh, Saturday, Oklahoma State, and even Michigan on Sunday. Um, weirdly enough, they had the press conference for that this week, so I'm just like sitting on some information and some quotes that I'm going to have to run next week. But uh, yeah, no, so James Madison is who Arkansas will be playing this weekend. Four-game series, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. We're going to get to the starting rotation. We're going to get to what the lineup should look like. Um, we're going to talk about, you know, anything that Dave Van Horn talked about on Wednesday because we actually got a lot of information that uh, is going to be good to talk about. But here's the thing, Robert. Since the last time we talked, I do have a few little nuggets here and there about guys who threw over the weekend in scrimmages, so we can get to that. But really, and we mentioned this before we started recording, there's not – we haven't watched any baseball yet. No live baseball. So, like, we're going to talk about a lot of stuff that could instantly change as soon as the first pitch is thrown. So that's 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 how it goes. Uh, but the reason you're listening to this podcast is because you want to hear Arkansas baseball content, and that's what we're going to do. Hey, when you got to settle for scrimmage nuggets, you settle for scrimmage nuggets, and and that's what we're going to do here. And we'll have we'll have. I was about to say 36 innings. I don't know if that'll be true, but four games worth of uh, four, worth of action on the next episode. So stay tuned. We're doing our best. And uh, yeah, let's go. All, All right. right. All right, let's get to it. So Friday, February 16th, 2024 has been proclaimed as opening day in Arkansas unofficially. We need to, we need to, we need to say that for sure. Cause if you're trying to say like, it's an official, are you saying it's an official state holiday? Well, didn't the, didn't the governor sign it? The governor might have signed it, but according to Arkansas Athletics, this says uh, leave work early. No, wait, no, here we go. Uh, and more highlight this unofficial state holiday. It says unofficial state holiday. Ah, it does. I thought I saw the, the team account tag the governor, but anyway, official or unofficial, you know, it, it's a big day. Yes, I, I think they did uh, tweet out like a, a little um, like maybe a piece of paper that says like your get out. of Here we go. A yeah, proclamation. She's got her signature on it. Yes. OK. Unofficial, though. So but they're going to have a flyover, which uh, I also might be wrong about this. I think Dave Van Horn said it's the first fly, pregame flyover ever, maybe in Arkansas baseball history or maybe Baum Walker Stadium history. 
They're gonna they're gonna have fireworks. I think they're giving out beanies to the first one thousand fans. Obviously tailgating. It's gonna be fun. And first pitch got moved up. So if you've been planning on getting there for first pitch at three o'clock, and and you're listening to this podcast and and you're driving up to Fayetteville, you know you're super excited to get there for first pitch at three o'clock. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. You're gonna miss like the first three innings of the game. Like that's just that's what what's gonna happen. And and we can't condone speeding, unfortunately, either. There was a there was an incident from uh, two years ago that you know Mason uh, Mason had a little fun with uh, with that. <laughs> I think the statute of limitations might be out on that one. I can probably tell the story on that one. Uh, I I kind of I basically I think I talked about it on the podcast when it happened, but we were going to Round Rock, Texas, and. Um, Long story short, Allegiant, not a great airline to rely on. And we were going to fly to Round Rock, and they canceled our flight. And so we had – here's the thing. We made the wrong decision, but it ended up being fun. But we just – we got in a, a buddy's car because both of our cars sucked. And we drove down to Round Rock, Texas, and uh, we were trying – so, like, we had to listen to the first game on the radio. They were playing Indiana. And so we were trying to record the podcast – so, because we were going to get to the hotel like three in the morning and we were going to try to go to bed or like right as bed as go to bed as soon as we got there. So that, because I mean, we had to cover games the next day. And so we were recording the podcast while driving and I was going like 23 over in Savannah, Oklahoma. Yeah. For, for those of you that don't know uh, the route between Interstate 40 and North Texas, uh, the speed limits um, fluctuate. Mason did not know that. It was unfortunate. Don't it was my first time drive. driving that. It was my first time making that drive. Um, unfortunately, it was really late and dark, and we were distracted. And also, like 30 minutes after we got pulled over and got back on the road, there was just a random person just walking on the side of the road, no n- nothing to to like show me that they're there, no lights, protective vests, nothing, and like came this close from hitting a person with the car. Oklahoma is a crazy place, man. I don't know. I don't know what else to say. But, you know, we can get into my disdain for that state another day. Maybe next week when when the Hawks play Oklahoma State. But yes. uh, we'll save anyway, it we'll save it for that. Uh, well, let's get into opening day, opening weekend. Uh, so James Madison. Uh, let's 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 hold off on the James Madison uh, scout and let's just tell you about the starting rotation. How about that? Um, let's do it. What we expected, kind of. Actually, I I mean, like, we expected three of them, obviously. Hagen Smith, Brady Tiger, Mason Molina. Didn't really know the order. I thought it might have gone Smith, Molina, Tiger, but they're going Smith, Tiger, Molina. So left, right, left. Um, and then here's the big surprise, Robert. They're going with freshman lefty Colin Fisher on Monday. And I'm not – here's the thing. I'm not – I'm not as surprised as some other people just because when I watched him in these preseason scrimmages, I watched him uh, in two starts and I thought that he threw really well. Um, you know, he he's low to mid nineties on the fastball, great movement. I thought that he throws like a veteran. He's kind of a bigger guy. Um, let me pull up his measurables here um, because he is a little bit bigger. He's a fre- true freshman though. So this is a big moment for him. You know, probably his big biggest game of his life so far. Yeah, he's 6'3", 225, out of Noble, Oklahoma. Um, he wears the glasses, so I like that. He's got the glasses. Uh, number two overall left-hand pitcher in Oklahoma by perfect game in the class of 2023. 
uh, number five overall prospect in the state of Oklahoma. So that was the big surprise was Colin Fisher. I thought, you know, in, interestingly enough, I did mention Colin Fisher to Andrew Hutchinson before we talked with Dave as like, could be Fisher. And he, he made me feel like an idiot. So there you go, Hutch. So you got the last laugh then. <laughs> I got hey, you know what? I, I, I like this move, honestly. I think, I think, you know, if it weren't for, you know, needing to get your regular uh, conference play starters work uh, early in the season, I I think you should experiment more with, with the younger guys. I think having this, this fourth game this weekend is, is beneficial for Arkansas. Uh, you know, you want, you want another opportunity for somebody who wouldn't normally get one uh, to, to go out there and show you what he's got in, in live game action. Um, you know, obviously it helps, like you said, that he's, he's looked good uh, in, in the preseason scrimmages, but uh, this, this is a great, great spot for, for Fisher to, to go out and, and show the coaches what he's got, show teammates what he's got. And uh, I hope, I hope that's just the first of many for him. You know what I should have done and I, I'm going to do this as I type here. I should have gone back through because I, I do play-by-play play on the hogbeat.com message board. Shout out hogbeat.com, which is powering this podcast, H-A-W-G-B-E-A-T.com, the Rivals website, covering your Arkansas Razorbacks. Um, so I do live updates for every scrimmage on hogbeat.com. And I'm trying to go back through and see um, what I had to say about Colin Fisher but uh, it's it's not going to go well, man. Oh, here we go. Here's one. I'm just waiting for you to say the bad radio line. <laughs> it is bad radio. Here we go. Colin Fisher. This was on January 29th. I want to say this might have been like my scrimmage I thought the most of him. He threw two innings, two scoreless, struck out four, walked none, faced the minimum. Um, And he was oh. going he was going up against a lineup of – he was going up against the second teamers. But it was Peyton Holt, Ross Lovich, Jack Wagner. So Holt, Wagner's going to start. Jason Jones was in that lineup. Wilsmeyer was in that lineup. So it, it wasn't a bunch of scrubs. Like some half of this lineup is going to be in the starting lineup. So, right. And and think about how those guys compare to uh, a Sunbelt school, right? You know, that's that's the conference JMU plays in. So um, that's you know you can only you can only face the guys you're uh, you're up against, so to speak, and you know. Facing the minimum in two innings with four punchies, that's uh, that's pretty solid. Yep. Uh, sat down Jack Wagner and Ross Lovich on strikes. So, yeah. Um, yeah, no, I think Colin Fisher is going to be fine. I'm excited to see him, you know, just throw against somebody else because literally I've only seen him throw against the Razorbacks. You know, Hagen Smith, I've seen him throw against a lot of people. <laughs> but I haven't seen Colin Fisher throw against anybody else. Um, but, yeah, the, the, the first three guys, Hagen on Friday, money. Brady Tiger on Saturday, money. Mason Molina on Sunday, money. Like the might be the best starting rotation in the country. I, to, I know we're biased. I know we're biased, but come on now. To to think that we're gonna get the full Brady Tiger starting experience this year is is pretty darn exciting. Um, um I I I think about that game uh in Nashville that he started and and was cruising, right, until he gave up those two back-to-back home runs to – I think one of them was to Bradfield. I forget who, who the other one was. But, uh, man, if uh, if he can just build on that, then these 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 hogs are going to be in really good shape. I've long said that Brady Tigert might, might be more talented than Hagen Smith. Now, when I was doing my solo part on Monday's podcast, when you weren't there for me and I had to do it on my own – 
and I couldn't count on you and I couldn't rely on you. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, I did say, like, I've always thought Brady might be more talented than Hagan, but now Hagan throws a hundo, and he's a lefty, and he's insane, and he's better right now. No well, offense to Brady Tiger whatsoever. I would not be shocked if Brady Tiger's a first-round pick in the MLB draft. Like, he's that good. He's really, really, really good. But Hagan Smith is really, 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 really good. Well, and he's had the bigger sample size too, right? I mean, last year, you can't really put too much stock in into Tiger's numbers. Exactly. So that's the thing. Like, I don't even think we should be comparing them. They're two way different pitchers, to be honest with you. So let's move it along here on the Diamond Hawks podcast brought to you by Bet Saracen, by the way. Let's talk about Bet Saracen real quick. The mobile sports gambling app for the Saracen Casino Resort. I use it personally. Hit big on the Chiefs money line for, for the Super Bowl. Big. I, I saw the dollar amount he put down. It it was uh it was big. Go Chiefs, go Chiefs. Uh, but uh, shout out Bet Saracen is where if you're in the state of Arkansas, you need to have the Bet Saracen app. It is the best mobile sports gambling app in the state of Arkansas, and I highly encourage you to download it. It's where you're going to get your player props, not only for Arkansas basketball. Uh, they do player props for baseball. They also do it for football. Uh, they'll have a lot of options for Arkansas baseball throughout the year. If you want to get in on the the future bet. For Arkansas baseball, uh, I'd have to pull it up, but I know that they had the third best odds to win the College World Series on Bet Saracen. And I think the, the the two ahead of them are Wake Forest and LSU. So not surprising. Um, but download Bet Saracen. You can get the future bet on Arkansas baseball. You can just bet on Arkansas baseball in general, player props, and then all other sports you want to do. So download it today and uh, get to gambling. And if you have a problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. And uh, visit hogbeat.com, by the way, before um, basketball and baseball games. And we'll give you our pick. Most of the time, I'm right. I'll tell you what, when Riley McFerrin does his pick, he's wrong every single time. He's horrible. He's terrible. He's an idiot. I'm just kidding. Uh, but visit Bet Saris. So read what Riley has to say and then pick whatever he tells you not to. Yes. You know, it's honestly like at some point I'm going to have to sit down with him and be like, look, dude, <laughs> what are what's going into these picks? Because when I pick, I'm hitting at like a 60, 70% rate as somebody who's just like educated. And so like, you know, I'm, what are you doing, Riley? So we'll, we're going to get Riley on the podcast this year. He, he's a little scared. He's a little gun shy right now. He didn't want to come on because he's like, ah, I, I don't, Robert scares me. I don't really want to be on the pod that much, but no, I'm just kidding. All right. Uh, but visit Bet Saracen. Let's move it along here, Robert. Let's get into some of the lineup stuff that Dave Van Horn talked about on Wednesday, and then we're going to get into our scout of James Madison, who Arkansas will play this weekend. So we talked about the rotation. Uh, I think the second biggest thing is Peyton Stovall's injury. The the broken foot out four to six weeks, and so what you're going to see is you're going to see Peyton Holt move to second. This is from Dave Van Horn and from what we saw in scrimmages. Peyton Holt's going to move to second, which is where he started 17 games last year after Stovall got hurt. Did great. Really, really impressed by Peyton Holt. Not worried about that at all. Uh, and then you're going to see Jared Spraglot, the transfer from Richmond. We talked about him. He's going to start at third. Dave Van Horn. Here's the thing. The way that Van Horn is talking about Spraglot, and I've talked to some other people who are in the know, and I think – Robert, I think they like Spraglot way more than people like the general public understands. I think he's that good. And Dave Van Horn has said that he's as good of a fielder as anybody in the country. Well, and, you know, 
you you who don't live on the east coast uh you know i have the i have the virginia knowledge here but uh richmond and jmu not exactly friends so maybe he's got a little bit of uh you know extra motivation going into this weekend i didn't know that are they rivals or something not necessarily but you know virginia schools yeah okay whatever literally nobody cares um let's uh i'm just saying you might have to ask about it if he goes off this week. Okay. Uh, well, I'm glad you said that because now I will ask about it if he goes off. So, uh, but yeah. So Sprague lot. I feel I feel good about that. I'm I'm 100 okay with that. When when the injury happened, that's what we said would happen. I think the only question was maybe Sprague lot play second because they want to keep Holt at third. But you know, like we said, Holt started 17 games at second last year. He was great. I'm watching Arkansas play LSU, courtesy of Stu Hog, right now on my television. And uh, if you recall, he made an incredible play against LSU in the SEC tournament uh, defensively. He freaking lit up Paul Skeens, made Paul Skeens look like a human. Uh, and then so – Not many only, people did that last year. Dude, I every time I post that, LSU fans get in the mentions and they're like, this dude hit two singles. And I'm like, I mean, come on, it was Paul Skeens. But how, how many other guys had two hits against Paul Skeens in an, any game last year? Not many. Not many at all. Um, so yeah, that, I think that was the biggest question for the lineup. What, what, with Stovall out, what happens? And then, so Stovall supposed to be the leadoff. So what happens with that? DVH basically said, we're just going to move everybody up. So Hudson White, the transfer catcher from Texas Tech, who's going to be the catcher, I believe opening day, he's not going to catch all weekend. Um, but so he was, he's been projected to hit second. So he's just going to move up and hit leadoff. And DVH said he doesn't know if he's ever hit a catcher leadoff. Uh, so thoughts on that, Robert, as a baseball guy, catcher hitting leadoff? You know, it's unique. Let's see it. As I always say, uh, first month's a great time for experimentation. Why not? Give it a rip. When 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 it first came out, though, some people were concerned, like, you know, don't you want to give your guy some time to get his gear off and, and get ready? You know? You don't think so? Nah. I I think I think uh, I at least personally and I haven't played baseball in a very long time but uh, just in life I I think I work better under a tight deadline and so my my thought on the matter is get that last out get your gear off you have less time to think and get in your own head I mean I, I realize athletes these days are pretty good at getting out of their own heads right but um Less time to think, less time to screw up. That's how I view it. Um, Lesson yeah. number one, as Crash Davis said, don't think. It can only hurt the ball club. You're muted Crash, there. Yeah, I was mute. Crash Davis, shout out, uh, also known as John Dutton from Yellowstone. So, yes. That's right, Kevin Costner. Not anymore, I don't think. I think there was a falling out. But Yellowstone, great TV show. Um. Yeah, so uh, the only other thing, so we mentioned White as he's probably going to be the starting catcher. So that's, you know, that's, I, I expected that. That's what I said. You know, I, I I think that he's probably the guy that should be the starting catcher. But this was interesting. So so DVH says he's not going to catch White all weekend. And then the only other name he mentioned was Ryder Helfrick. No mention of Parker Rowland. I thought that was a little bit interesting. Um, he says, I think Helfrick is definitely going to catch and you might see another one. We'll just see how it goes. We feel really good about our catchers and I'm sure it's going to be an ongoing question throughout the year. 
as it was last year. Unless guys really do well and separate themselves, um, he said basically he says he's gonna let he's gonna let it handle itself right now. But I thought it was interesting that he didn't even mention Parker Rowland. Yeah, I mean, it 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 is interesting, but like like he said, let it handle itself out. Um, what what will be what will be, or what will be will be. Yes, whatever the saying is. Yeah, but I mean, I think I think White is definitely the the go-to guy. I think he should be the starter. Helfrick, I'm cool with Helfrick. DVH said White, if he's not catching, he's probably DHing, which will be interesting to see because if if you're going to DH White, then you got to take Ben McLaughlin or Jack Wagner out of the lineup. You know, like that. So that's I'm not a baseball coach, but that that when he says that, that's my immediate thought is okay. Well, then what do you do with one of those guys? You know, many questions to be answered for sure. And you know, the other thing um, that we we talked about last year um, and every year before this is you know which which catchers are going to have uh, better chemistry with with certain pitchers than others, right? Um, that's that's going to play a big role too, and that's why this this first month is going to be crucial not just to to figure out who's the better defensive catcher, who's the better catcher at the plate, but uh, who who calls a better game for certain pitchers and who do you want to pair up with on certain starts, you know? Yeah, I mean, and, you know, that's one of the things that I thought Roland might get to start on opening day just because of his his rapport with Hagen Smith. And so that that was something that I had in the back of my mind of like, I think White should be the guy, but Roland might get it. But now... And you know, DVH could go out tomorrow and start Roland. That's that's the thing. We're recording this on Thursday night, by the way. Um, that's just what that's just how it goes. You know, like we he I don't even, he might not even know at this point. I'm sure he does, but well, and and also consider like how many times have we, you know, it it it's not necessarily often, but it's happened enough to be noteworthy, right? Uh how many times has you know he done something that nobody asked about in a press conference and you know we we talked to him the next time we talked to him and it's like oh well why'd you do that and he was like well you guys didn't ask I was always planning to yeah I mean heck he could he could catch Parker Rowland and D.H. Hudson White opening day that's I don't know that that could happen so uh let's get through uh, a few more of these DVH press conference notes uh before we get to James Madison so they are doing wireless communication now, Robert. I don't know if you knew that. You remember when Vandy was doing that little uh, bracelet thing? I think maybe they had the Apple Watches, something. They had like a, a bracelet, some sort of watch that they were getting wireless communication for for pitches. You remember that? Yes. Arkansas is doing that now. Okay, and I didn't even I didn't even know that until DVH was asked about it. I don't know if I just didn't notice it or if. They they weren't doing it in scrimmages and they're gonna do it in games. I don't I haven't even paid attention and I feel like an idiot. Okay, answer me this. Is is this technology that you're describing the same thing as pitchcom or no? Um one give me like literally one second. Okay. And admittedly, I, I'm ashamed of myself that I don't know the answer, but I <laughs> I paid so much attention to to big league ball after I left Fayetteville last year that, you know, pitchcom was all the rage in the show and that was all anybody could talk about on a broadcast at a game. And so I honestly don't remember if it was a big thing last year in college. Um, no, I don't think it's been a huge thing in college yet. Here's This is from a spokesperson for Arkansas baseball because I wanted to know what 
the specifics were. Uh, they're not sure what brand. Maybe Pitchcom. So it could be Pitchcom. It's definitely something similar. Similar. So uh, the pitchers and catchers and position players use them to communicate pitch type, pitch location, defensive alignment, etc. Uh, NCAA approved it a season or two ago. Vandy was an early adopter. So, okay. So so that sounds sort of similar. I I believe they already had like pitcher catcher dugout communications going on. Um, but like adding the rest of the team on the field, that might be new, if I'm not mistaken. Well, the catchers definitely had the the headset on and would would hear pitches and stuff like that. But right, um, and and like I, at least in in the big leagues last year, I remember you you'd have. Oh, I thought you were talking about Arkansas. You're talking about. The oh, well, I I was, and then oh, now okay. I'm shifting. Okay, uh, right. But like you know, if you watched any big league baseball last year, you you saw like pitchers taking their hats off because it was malfunctioning or whatever and they couldn't hear the pitches being called right yes he said he said that the pitchers in the big league have it in their hat and it's talking to them he said if you stand in next to them you can hear it um but the dvh said he thinks it's going to help them out defensively with 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 picks for sure he said you can see more picks than normal because it's easier to get them in um so you know that you know hopefully it helps them we'll see you know yeah, and and um, you you recall the uh, the the pitch clock, right? They they had they had that was like DVH's primary concern with the pitch clock last year was not necessarily the the batter catcher pitcher interactions, but it was setting defenses. And so if you add if you add the defense setting aspect to this electronic communication thing, then that sort of takes away the challenge of you know fewer seconds in between pitches all right uh last notes from the dvh presser and then we're going to move on to jmu and then hit some more uh stuff and get you on your way before opening day that rhymed shout out mason that was good uh dylan carter and adam hatchman is i i think that's what we're going to go with is hatchman um dylan carter ahead of schedule still uh dvh said he threw a bullpen recently it was amazing uh, he's way ahead of schedule he said if he only had one year, they'd uh they'd be talking about him, you know, more seriously having a red shirt, but he's got two left. So um yeah, I think we'll see Dylan Carter sooner rather than later, which will be good for Arkansas baseball. I've talked with Dylan a little bit and sounds like he's ready to go. He's just they're they're being very cautious. By the way, Mason, this could be a great segue for us because I don't know if you mentioned this yet, but I think Dylan Carter may have one of the best picks on the team as far as walk-up songs go. Okay, we're going to get to that. We're going to get to that later. For whom the bell tolls. Excellent, excellent choice for a relief pitcher. It is a great choice. It is. Uh, And then Hatchman, um, you know, I don't really know. Here's something that I need to figure out, Robert. I need to figure out who they're redshirting. I know they're redshirting Heineman. For sure. For the um, second straight year. Yeah. Well, he got Tommy John, so he right. wouldn't be able to throw anyways. <laughs> um, And then I think maybe Kate Smith was the other one. I've been DMing with uh somebody actually recently. Shout out. I don't know if they want me to mention them, so I'm not going to. But uh, let's see. Kate Smith and Heineman for sure. And Hatchman might be the other one redshirting because – on Sounds of Bomb, he didn't have a song. And, and the other two who didn't have a song were 
Heineman and Kate Smith. So, and that would they need three to get to the the magic number of forty. So they need three red shirts. But DVH, but DVH has said multiple times that like Hatchman might throw this year. So he he hasn't said he's redshirting. I don't know. Well, he's he's said a lot of things and then not <laughs> delivered on some of them. Uh, so you know, <laughs> yeah. Don't you you can only you can only take everything he says so seriously, right? I'm not not to like undermine his credibility, but you know, he throws a lot of darts at the board. He's going to miss on a few of them. Yes, and also to 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 his credit, I don't think he's been straight up ass who you redshirting. So, right, maybe you I know, should just do that. We we can only sit here and guess so much. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's get to James Madison. You're listening to the Diamond Hogs podcast with Mason Choate and Robert Stewart. The Dukes, roll Dukes, man! The the best uh, college athletics program in in the state of Virginia right now, the Commonwealth of Virginia. Even uh, <laughs> we were just talking about um, the, the the football team and how. You know, they were undefeated for a while and then they lost to App State, but then they were threatening to sue and it, it didn't work out for them. Oh, man. They were they were getting the lawmakers ready to go. And I mean, it, it was huge news here. Like the attorney general, the the legislature, like they they were prepared. They were prepared to sue the NCAA. It was ridiculous. And then they got in by a stroke of luck and did not succeed. Yeah, no, that's bad. It was it was pretty embarrassing for James Madison, to be quite honest with you. And and you know, it was really unfortunate given how electric the Pat McAfee show was on that Friday, and then College Game Day on Saturday. Like everything was incredible. PFT commenter from Part of My Take showed up. Like everything was awesome leading up to the game, and then just a huge fumble of the bag by James Madison football, who who is without their head coach now. Well, yeah, he went to Indiana. Yes. Sig, that's what they call him. Signetti. Signetti. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh I think they had like the Jonas brothers at college game day in Harrisonburg. Uh it was it was a pretty big deal. I knew people from high school who didn't even go there. Like they went to Virginia Tech or UVA or somewhere else. They drove to Harrisonburg for game day. Not wow. necessarily for the game, but for game day itself. Yeah. It uh, yeah. No, it was a big deal. Uh, but you know, I don't know how much of a big deal their baseball program is. Um, finished well, seventh. Their, their skipper got a, a, an extension this week, so it's got to count for something, I guess. I did not know that. Um, their skipper Marlon Eikenberry. It's a great name. I like it. He's entering his ninth season with the program, and he, uh, you know, interestingly enough, he's 184 and 184 overall, exactly 500. Uh, during his time with James Madison, uh, they've not made an NCAA tournament appearance since 2011. Um. Haven't had a College World Series appearance since 1983, and that was their only appearance. So, Robert, looks like you've done a little bit of research. What do you a have to tell there. me about the the Dukes? The Dukes. You think they do that? Dukes. I probably do a little bit. Probably. I know. I know. Roll Dukes is a big, big saying. Um, yeah. Um, I want to want to shout out to uh, my buddy Grant Johnson, who's the editor at the student paper there, the JMU Breeze. Uh, this is the basis for my research. So. Um, yeah, the five they've got five of their top six arms from 2023 in terms of innings pitched back on on the roster this year. They all threw at least 33 last year. Um, no, none of them had particularly good uh, ERA numbers. They were all at 4.2 or above. So, um, you know, not not quite sure how 
non-conference inflated those a little bit, but I, you know, I'd, I'd expect to see them pretty high against a big time SEC school like Arkansas this weekend. Anyway, names you want to look out for senior righty, Ryan Murphy, let him in innings last year behind him, junior Todd Mazzocchi. You got a redshirt sophomore T.R. Williams. Mazzocchi. That's a good name. Mazzocchi is a good name. Put him on the all name team for this weekend. We for should sure. start doing that. We should start doing all name team for the weekend. Do an all name lineup, including Arkansas players. Well, that would get old. Yeah, I mean, you'd have to like watch a bunch of college games and like pinpoint guys from you know a random App State Memphis game or whatever, right? Well, I meant like an all name team for Arkansas plus whatever team they're playing. So like this weekend, all name team between Arkansas and James Madison. You know, if you're going. Obviously, what was that dude's name? Maserati? Mazoki. Mazoki. Mazoki would be on it for sure. I think he's uh, got a new nickname now, though. Vahiva Aloy 100% would be on it. Well, he's just going to live on that team, so. Yeah. Uh, Ryder Helfrick is a cool name. Um, But, yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Keep going. <laughs> we'll, we'll go back to the Dukes pitchers. Uh, T.R. Williams on the left side. Jaden Kinsler. Uh, he had the, the the lowest ERA of of the guys I've mentioned so far, and then they got a graduate lefty named Donovan Burke. So, look out for those guys on the mound. I guess you know there's only so much we know about uh, JMU baseball when we haven't seen it this year at all. So, and that's uh, that's, that's something else that Dave Van Horn talked about too, because you know when we asked him, you know what what's the what's the scout look like for James Madison? He said they they've looked at the guys that they had last year and what they looked like last year, but. You know, you really don't know until you you play them the first weekend. You you don't have film on their newcomers really. It, it's like we were talking about with Colin Fisher. Baseball is not like football and basketball where you can find. I could go find you know film on Colin Fisher, but I can't go watch a full game. Really, probably I probably could. It's just so much harder to find. You know what I mean? More difficult. Yeah. 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 I mean, Bobby Warnes told us right. They've had weeks to scout JMU, but how much can you really do unless you're sending somebody to Harris, Harrisonburg and watching scrimmages and, you know, it's probably not worth it to go that far for the first four games of the season. So that's what we got uh, on the mound for JMU. Uh, and I see on, on the transcript here, so we can talk about this guy a little bit. Fenwick Trimble talking about uh, all name team. This guy's a junior outfielder. Had an OPS over 1,000 last year, hit 342, led the team with 13 taters, 15 runs batted in, and 22 doubles. So eye-popping stats there. I guess I can pull up Dave's comments while Mason is on his phone. <laughs> Just giving him a little, a little crap. One second. Look, here we have to 100% uh, talk about the 11.7 College Baseball Podcast uh, put out um, like 10, 10 predictions that are going to happen that are part of the 2024 college baseball script. And the one for Arkansas is incredible. So we have to talk about that. Late, okay. Late. You keep going uh, with Dave Van Horn on Fenwick Trimble. Great Thank name. You. He would be on the all-name team, by the way. <laughs> As I mentioned, but you were reading, so you didn't hear. Anyway, hey, I got to give Mason a little crap. He always gives me the crap, you know. <laughs> Uh, okay, so he says just a tough out. You look at his numbers, strikeouts to walks, batting average. Um, you you build a lineup around this kind of guy. Tremendous year, obviously. Um, yeah, I mean, he he knows what I know, basically. Uh, you can, 
like Mason said, if you want to go out there and try to find film, go for it. Um, the numbers pop off the page. I imagine he'll have a pretty good weekend. Yep. Fenwick Trimble, the guy uh, to point out for this team, um, you know, the numbers numbers are good. He's probably going to hit well. Like, I feel like these, these mid-major teams that come into Fayetteville and they have that one player, like the all-conference player, normally he comes in and does well. It's not like it's not like basketball where you know Eric with Eric Musselman where Arkansas basketball historically shuts down the opposing team's best player. Not so much this season, but historically that is the case. That's not you know baseball's a little bit different. It's a different sport. Trimble's probably going to hit like two homers and you know bat four hundred this weekend or something. Right, and and whether it's it's Trimble or somebody else on the Dukes, you know, I'm I'm sure Hog fans are going to remember whoever it is and you know he'll his his name will will reappear frequently on twitter throughout the season and it'll be like hey look what fenwick trimble's doing again he what what year is he because he now he's a junior junior. so he could transfer to arkansas you know if he shows out this weekend show the boys show they show deviation the boys a little bit of what he can do have you mentioned mike mancini yet the second baseman uh no i was about to get to him okay another all-name team guy go ahead yeah, uh, for sure. Uh, sophomore infielder Mike Mancini is. He was second on the team with 11 stolen bases last year. Had an OPS above 800. Uh, talking about strikeout to walks, uh, he had 43 walks to 46 strikeouts. So that's a pretty darn good ratio. If you're anywhere near one-to-one, uh, that's that's very impressive. And then uh, the, other, uh, the only other qualified bat uh, I could find that is returning this year is junior catcher Jason Schiavone. I, I looked up the pronunciation on that one, Shavoni. Did they uh, have it like uh, Kentucky had a couple years ago where it pronounces it? <laughs> no, no. I was looking for that ear icon on the website, but I think I had to like look up highlights on on YouTube because I was like, ah, this one looks tricky. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make a point of getting this one right. So, um, and then another name I noticed didn't have enough at bats or plate appearances, whatever the stat was to qualify. But uh, we got a redshirt senior middle infielder named Mason Dunaway. He hit 312 last year, drove in over 30, uh, draws a lot of walks, and steals some bags. So keep your eye on him as well. All right. There you go. That's, that's what I got on the Dukes. Okay. Shout out. That was that was like a record time for you doing your scouting reports. So thank goodness. <laughs> um, Yeah. Uh, Some good names on that team, by the way. Are those – no, I'm not going to do that because last time I asked if, if a baseball name was Italian, I called Christian Cheatham Italian, and he's not Italian. So <laughs> that was embarrassing. That was very embarrassing. <laughs> you'll, you'll have to go to Dominic Fletcher next time. Yes, yes. Okay. Well, I'm excited, Robert. Uh, let's get to – we got to get to this 11.7 thing because I, I can't stop thinking about it right now. Before we do, I want to mention hogbeat.com, H-A-W-G-B-E-A-T.com, the Rivals website in uh, covering your Arkansas Razorbacks. Visit it today. Visit it all weekend long. We'll have all of the Arkansas baseball content you need, breaking down every single game, uh, breaking news, every literally everything you need for Arkansas baseball. I promise it will be there. I promise, promise, promise. Uh, so visit hogbeat.com. A lot of great content. Extremely proud of the work that uh, my staff does. We do an incredible job. So please check it out. And also visit Bet Saracen, the mobile sports gambling app of the Saracen Casino Resort. We're partnered with them. They're the official mobile sports gambling partner of hogbeat.com and the Diamond Hogs podcast. So if you want to get in on the gambling action for Arkansas baseball, 
I don't know if you can do it on every single mobile sports gambling app, but I can guarantee you can do it on Bet Saracen. So make sure you download the app and get in on the action this weekend. All right, Robert, are you ready for this? Yeah, let's go. All right, so the, shout out the eleven point seven guys. Um, I've chatted with them a few times back in back in the day, and so they have put out their twenty twenty four college baseball script. Now I should I should say this is written by Ben Upton, and he says this is satire. Please don't sue me, but we're going to assume it's actually going to happen. Um, there's so get ten... lawsuits ready is what yeah. you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Um. There's 10 things that he has predicted to happen. I'll, I'll read a few before I get to Arkansas, just so we can kind of see what the vibe of this is, if you will. So, um, D1 Baseball starts drug testing Kendall Rogers for Diet Coke. He quits drinking them and then starts growing hair. <laughs> All right, that's good. I, like I it. didn't read the last part. That's pretty good. Oh. Okay. No disrespect to Kendall, though. He's a good guy. Uh, Tommy White gets off to a slow start, but it all turns out or it all turns around after he shows up to the field with a Ben McDonald square buzz cut. <laughs> he then goes nuclear and wins the Golden Spikes. <laughs> I'm I'm on board with that one too. <laughs> um uh, okay, let's let's go and get to the Arkansas one. Here we go. Are we ready? This is from the eleven point seven. Sydney Sweeney can't get her flow sports login to work, so she goes to Oregon State versus Arkansas game in person and watches Hagen Smith pitch. Smith pitches a complete game shutout, and the game ends on a foul pop-up to Smith, and he tosses the ball to Sweeney. <laughs> they start dating. Umpire Reggie Drummer is then assigned to all Friday night Arkansas games. Smith has just as dominant of a year as Skeens. Arkansas wins the College World Series, and Hagen Smith becomes the number one overall pick in the MLB draft. Okay, so this is fun, right? Because uh, last episode, I talked about the script and how it involves the Hogs winning it all. So I'm glad we're on the same page there. And I'm also glad that I'm going to be there to bear witness to this uh, magnificent like curse reversal <laughs> against the Beavers next Friday. Dude, I can't believe Sydney Sweeney's going to be in the house. Isn't that crazy? And I didn't even mention her. Um, yeah, that's yeah, not no. going to happen at all. Hagen Smith, Hagen Smith could be the number one pick in Arkansas going win the national championship, but Sydney Sweeney is not even going to download. She doesn't even know what flow sports is at all. <laughs> there are enough, uh, there, there's enough stuff going on in, in that, um, in that scenario that some of it is surely bound to come true. If anything, Hmm, what would be, I guess of all of that, maybe Hagen Smith throwing a complete game shutout against Oregon State is the most realistic. That or Arkansas winning the national championship. I don't no offense to Hagen. I just don't think he's gonna be the number one pick. And Sydney Sweeney's definitely not gonna be there. So that, I mean that, that that narrows it down. Hey, who thought Paul Skeens was gonna be the number one pick last year? Um I mean, we talked on this podcast all year long about how he's the best player in college baseball. But for like three years, it was supposed to be Dylan Cruz. Yeah. Okay. You have a point. Nobody. And, knew, you, nobody and, knew Paul Skeens was going to be that good. The, this is true. And and you know, for the entirety of college baseball season, I, a Nationals fan, and the Nats had the number two pick. Spent. I spent the whole season being like, Nats are going to get Skeens, baby. Let's go. And then Pittsburgh took him first. So I had to settle for Dylan Cruz. 
had to settle for him. It's tough. It's tough. Worst problems to have for sure. Speaking of which, I did see a mock draft with Hagan Smith going to the Royals. So um, for those who don't know, I'm a Kansas City guy. Um, thoughts and prayers out to everybody who was involved with the the parade, by the way. Just absolutely terrible. Um, extremely frustrating. But um, I, I like to call myself – I like to say I root for the Royals. I don't like to call myself a Royals fan because I'm not going to lie and act like I you know, follow them religiously, but I would – I would definitely pay much closer attention if Hagen Smith was in that system. I mean, Caden Wallace is, and I'm already paying a little bit more close attention, especially with him in, being right down the road, you know. But here's here's how Mason's Royal Royals fandom goes from the time football season ends to I don't know, when do you give up? Like before the end of April, probably, right? It's like Oh, it's definitely in April for sure. <laughs> football will end and it's like, all right, baseball season now, the Royals are gonna win it all this year. And then they play like a week of ball, and he's like, "All right, that's it. I'm checked out." They'll they'll start like two and one, and I'm like, "Oh, which is about to be good." Brady Singer's winning the Cy Young, <laughs> and then they just they're not good, man. Not a great not a great franchise. So that's you know, call me a fair weather fan if you want, but that's what I am with the Royals. So, hey, we we did probably see one of the best Royals games you've ever been to together when Brady Singer shut the Dodgers out. That was pretty cool. We did watch Brady Singer shut the Dodgers out. So that did they win? Did the Dodgers win it all that year too? No, it was because they won the they won the short year. But I'm going to bring this back to Arkansas now. Brady Singer, the same Brady Singer who the Razorbacks defeated in the College World Series in 2018. Yes, that did happen. You know, Arkansas was one of the few teams that would make Brady Singer look human. Because I don't know how many of you remember, but Brady Singer was the best pitcher in college baseball for like two years. He was money. Yeah, he was really good at Florida. All right, uh, yeah, bring it back to Arkansas. Let's close this podcast out. Here we go. So, uh, are we touching sounds of bomb or no? Yes, we are. That's what I'm saying. We're going to close it out with that. But uh, let's remind the people. So, first pitch moved up to two. It's no longer three. It's two. You can stream the game on SEC Network Plus. I, I mean, look, guys, the year is 2024. If we can't stream games, I don't know what to tell you. I know some older people listen to this podcast. If you can't figure out how to get a game to stream, please reach out to me. I will help you out. There's no reason that a person should not be able to figure out how to get SEC Network Plus to work and understand that you do not have to pay for ESPN Plus to watch SEC Network Plus. I'm sorry. Look, I'm going to be doing that rant for the rest of my life at this point because that is – it's so annoying. Anyways, it's on SEC Network Plus. (laughs) I I myself will be streaming the game on Friday, so – if if Mason, if it would help you and your mental health, I would be happy to, um, you know, provide a tutorial for for the people. We can. I'm not. Never mind. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yes. So uh, four game series. Remember that as well. It's a four game series. So try to get off work on Monday if you can. Games at noon. Highly encourage it. My boss. Monday's a holiday. Oh, is it? Monday's President's Day. I did not. Did not know that. Hence the afternoon start. Does that mean that I can give myself the day off and just go watch baseball and not write about it? Uh, as long as you're down to record the podcast after you hear from DVH. All right. Uh, maybe. Let's get to Sounds of Bomb. Um, I don't want to reveal my 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 top one yet, but Robert, I'm going to let you go with some some songs that you enjoy. So for those, for, let's let's set the scene real quick. For those who don't know what Sounds of Bomb is, it's literally just the walk-up songs for everybody, pitchers, position players. 
they release it uh, before the season every year. If you are on Spotify, I know for sure they do a Spotify playlist where they put all the songs on it. I don't know about Apple, but that's what Sounds of Bomb is. Go ahead, Robert. Well, and the other thing to note is it's just one song for every player, which is not necessarily true. Like you don't hear the same song every single at bat. So there you're you're bound to hear some surprises. Um, you know, don't expect this to be the full list when you show up at the yard tomorrow. Yes. Today. Yes. Okay, so I'm just gonna go down the order here, mention what stood out to me. Uh Peyton Stovall comes comes uh first. The it he it appears that he's going with a nod to Zach Gregory. Uh, yeah, the- but that you know what? And I'm I'm sorry to cut you off, but that has become a way too common baseball walk-up song. It was cool when Zach Gregory did it. It's not cool anymore. No offense, Peyton Stowell. Go ahead. That's fair. I I will I will uh you know, any anything for us to to do to make Zach Gregory look cooler, that I'm I'm good with that. Uh Mason Molina next. Uh Wolf Mother, Joker and the Thief. This this song uh is is kind of a hockey song to me. Uh it was on an NHL video game soundtrack and I hear it at just about every NHL game I'm at. And yet for a starting pitcher, sort of gets the crowd going, sets the tone. I like it. Um staying with starting pitchers here, Brady Tiger going with some Ozzy Osbourne. Pretty solid choice. As I mentioned earlier, Dylan Carter for whom the bell tolls. Uh again, big Nats fan. Uh Thought it thought it worked awfully well for Sean Doolittle, uh, one of the best closers of the 20 teens. So I like that for Dylan Carter for sure. Um, Hunter Dietz going with Paradise City. Take me down to the Chris Lanzilli. You remember that one? Yeah. Take me down to the Chris Lanzilli. Yep. Yeah. Um, I noticed that Hagen's going back to Johnny Cash, uh, switching away from the white stripes this year. Yes. And here, look, we all know that I'm a big Hagen Smith advocate. And 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 now it's in the script that he's going to date Sidney Sweeney and be the number one overall pick. But just another song that is way overused in baseball. I mean, if you go to a high school baseball game, that song will be the walk-up song for like five different players. I'm sorry, Hagen Smith, no offense whatsoever, onward. Not to mention, I, I really liked what the what the graphics team did with his uh, walkout video last year. Um, for those of you who haven't made the connection, the uh, – it was in the style of the music video of Seven Nation Army. Very, very well done. Um, excellent job by the production team there. Was it? Anyway, was it, it? You said Seven Nation Army uh, last year, yeah. But he's going. He's going back to Cash this year. You want to know a fun little tidbit about Old Mason? Yes, of course I do. I used to. Uh, I used to have like a little slider phone, and I would record songs on it, and I could only record like thirty seconds max. And I I would record Seven Nation Army. Zombie Nation, Darude Sandstorm, like all these all these songs that they play at, at sporting events all the time. And I would like be in the car and just like listening to the 30 second clip on my phone. It was such a it was it was so it's so embarrassing to think about. This this is the overlap and, and we both share it. This is the overlap between sports nerd and band nerd. Yeah, that is true. For those of you who don't know, Robert Stewart and Mason Choate are both former members of the Arkansas Razorback Marching Band. Yeah, we met in the Razorback Marching Band. Like we it, we saw each other in Kimple Hall, the journalism building in in Fayetteville, but we we met on the marching band field. Weirdly enough, onward. Anyway, here we go. Um, Colin Fisher going with Black Betty. 
you know, it might might be a little overused, but a, a classic could 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 work well uh, in in long form for a starting pitcher uh, going out before a game, right? So hopefully hopefully it works well for him on Monday. Uh, return of the Mac, that obviously that that's kind of a no brainer for for Will McIntyre there, like it. Uh, and then the the last one on the list here, Jack Smith going with uh, Brain Stew by Green Day. That's that's a solid choice, I think. I thought so as well. I'm going to see Green Day this summer in concert. I'm very excited about it. Hey, that's cool. I just uh, bought tickets for Zach Bryan. Right on. Yes, I'm excited. Um, all right. Uh, I'm going to reveal my favorite and my wife's favorite, and then you can reveal yours, and then we'll let the people go on their way. All right? All right. My, my favorite is not one that you mentioned. I don't know if this is because I have become uh, somebody who really enjoys going on cruises and vacations. Um, but Vahiva Aloy, Country Reggae by, I think it's Maoli maybe. I'm, I'm about to play it here in the mic so y'all can hear it. This is my favorite one. Vahiva Aloy, shout out. Mason, I really hate to break this to you, but uh, if if the people are hearing what I just heard, they're not going to hear much of that. Why? Oh, you couldn't hear it? Not really. Dang. That stinks. Okay, well, go listen to Country Reggae. Basically, it says, I'm a little bit country. I'm a little bit reggae. So, you know, I think it fits in perfectly because he's from Hawaii, but now he's in Arkansas. So he's a little bit country now. So he is. I, I like the story that it tells with Vahiva Aloy. And since the music isn't working, my wife says that uh, Jared, Jared, or no, not Jared Spraglot. Sorry, Jared Spraglot. My wife doesn't like your song. Uh, Jay Woo Cho, the guy, the, the right handed pitcher, freshman righty from South Korea. He's got Chunky by Bruno Mars. It's my wife's favorite. There you go. All right, Robert. As far as my favorite, like my favorite song on the list, or like who do I think has the best choice for his circumstances? You know, that's a good question because I kind of went with best choice for circumstances. I would not say that's the best song on the list. Okay. I I will circle back to Mason Molina then. I, I if you have not heard the the Joker and the Thief, I think you are going to find it a good tone setting song, and hopefully he delivers. Yeah, that's a good one. Solid. Mason Molina. By the way, uh, I did I ever tell you the story of how I found out Mason Molina was going to transfer to Arkansas? I'm not sure if you have. Oh, man, this stinks because I told it on the last episode of the podcast, and now I have to tell it again. Hmm. Uh, well, long I'll just go story, listen to the last episode of the podcast. Well, no, long story short, I had somebody that I know that – reach out to me and say, hey, this guy's going to transfer to Arkansas and send me a picture of Mason Molina. I've, like, never heard of him. He's not even in the portal. No connection to Arkansas whatsoever. Turns out this guy who texted that to me, excuse me, had a buddy who got paired up with Mason Molina playing golf, just random pairing playing golf in the state of California, which is where Mason Molina is from, just somehow knew my buddy and texted my buddy, hey, this guy's going to go to Arkansas. Turns out he did. And I and I knew it like three weeks before he even went into the portal. And it was such a weird situation because 
Like, I very much trusted the information, but I was like, what the heck is going on? This dude hasn't even entered the portal. <laughs> so, weird. Well, the old adage, it's not what you know, it's who you know. Yeah, yeah, no, it was weird. Um, but yeah, I'm excited. It's opening weekend, folks. That's the podcast. We're so excited. I had a lot of fun on this episode. We're going to have a lot of fun this season. Arkansas hasn't played a baseball game yet, but I'm I'm so locked in, and I just like – like I've talked about, you know, with the, you know, I think three or four times a day about Hagen Smith, not in a weird way, but in a, a way of like, please don't get injured. I've been thinking a lot recently of a lot of pressure on this baseball team and Dave Van Horn. Cause like, if they're not good, I don't know what I'm going to do. I really don't. Cause like I said, I, when I said, when we started the podcast, I almost walked out of Bud Walton Arena on Wednesday I and I've never felt this since I started covering the Razorbacks in 2019. I actually was seriously considering just going home and just like finishing whatever work I had to do from home. I was not having a good time. You know the meme of the two guys on the bus where one is looking out a, a dark window and he's like super sad, the other guy's taking a picture of the nice scenery on the other side. Yeah. Anybody anybody still trying to pay attention to this basketball team is is the sad guy. Anybody who's full-on baseball mode is the happy guy. Welcome to the best four months of the year, folks. We're going to have such a fun time this season. I can't wait. I'm so excited. And uh, hopefully all of you will be along this ride with us here on the Diamond Hogs podcast and with hogbeat.com. So really appreciate you listening to this episode. Thanks, Robert, for tuning in from Virginia. By the way, if Robert ever says, like, here, like, this is what's happening here, he's talking about Virginia now. It's not Arkansas. So... Let's get that straight. This nobody, is true. Cares. nobody cares about Virginia. Hey, the DHP boys will be reunited in Texas though next week. Yes. Yes. So I'm, I'm not I'm not sure if the people realize how big of a deal this is. It I is seen Mason deal. in like four months. And here's the thing, Robert. It is a huge deal and 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 a lot more people should be talking about it, but the reality of the situation is we're both really selfless people and you know we care about others. And so we're not going to make it about ourselves until Thursday. Thursday is a good day to start making it about ourselves. Hey, get ready, <laughs> folks. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, thank you, everybody, for listening to the podcast. We, we always have a lot of fun with these, and uh, we're excited to be back with you all for Season 4 of the Diamond Hawks podcast. Officially back, and we're officially rolling. Opening day. Uh, like I said, I highly encourage you and I, and I answer as many DMs as I can. A lot of people reach out to me with questions about scrimmage times, first pitch, anything like that. Reach out to me. I'm at Chote Mason on Twitter, C-H-O-A-T-E-M-A-S-O-N. It's on the screen right now. You can see it. And also Robert, heck, reach out to Robert and then Robert will reach out to me and then I'll reach out to him and then he'll reach back out to you. That's how we'll do it. So, uh, yeah, so we're excited. And, uh, if you have any questions, anything like that, reach out to us. And we'll talk to y'all on Monday or Tuesday. Tuesday? Well, the we could get it out on Monday, maybe. Monday night or Tuesday morning. Yes. Plan on one of those two. So we'll talk to y'all then. You've been listening to the Diamond Hogs Podcast. Follow the guys on Twitter at Chote Mason and at DRStew32.